Transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet. This is Alpha Mike, and you are listening to Raider Cop Podcast. Today's episode, CCW in defense against a mob. That's right. Everything that you saw on the news during the summer. Rioters, throwing rocks, beating on police, and innocent civilians. So the question is, if you're armed, if you have a weapon on you, and you're caught in such a mess, what you should be doing? We'll attack that with my co-host. He's back, and I'm glad he's back, Kilo Sierra. And you will definitely get something out of this episode. As well, how do you get in contact with us? RaiderCop.com. You can listen to all our audio episodes from 1 to 192. Also, RaiderCopNation.com, the official website where you can get updates on future shows and much more information on RaiderCop Podcast. We're also on social media, and we encourage you to look us up, and it's as simple as Typing in Raider Cop or Raider Cop Podcast, we will pop up. We're currently now on Gab, I believe it is. So we're moving up the social media food chain, my friends. And of course, our Facebook is still there because my governor, Governor Mike DeSantis, has promised us a lot of good things. And I'm happy about that. So today we're going to look at the mindset that you need. If you're caught in such a mob and unbeknownst to you, nobody sent you the memo. You never got the introduction that at such and such time, we will be having a mass disturbance, but you're armed and you're caught in that. What would be the best avenues to take? Or if you're also, if you're in a vehicle, we'll talk about that too, which I recently learned and uh, it put a new perspective on me. So there's no doubt in my mind listening to this podcast today, if you know about weaponry or you don't, you will learn something or We will ingrain something in your mind that you didn't know before. And speaking of knowing, you know it's time for the word of the week. Why do we do that? Train, train, train in all these elements, but you forget to train in spiritual warfare. There's not much there, folks. You've got to have God in your corner. Let's go to the word of the week.
nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given amongst men by which we must be saved. The great word of Acts 4.12. And of course, you can learn about this on Wednesdays. That's, excuse me, not Wednesdays. Saturdays. I forgot my own programming. We come out Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, but Saturdays is the word. Comes out twice a month. And here you can learn on the word what I read, what was it about, and gives you a little bit more understanding. Most likely less than 30 minutes. Some programs, 10 minutes, 15, 20, 25. Who knows? But it won't be less than uh, won't be more than 30 minutes and you will leave fulfilled, satisfied and a lot more knowledgeable on the Word of God. People are asking me, why do you have such diverse platforms? This is like the worst business plan on the planet. In order to get sponsorship, you're all over the place. You talk about clearing the swamp, you talk about police work, you talk about guns, you talk about the mob, and then you talk about God. If I was a business, I wouldn't know how to enter. And that's exactly right. But the reason I do it is because I'm building a library. And it's for the general public's information. We want them to grow. I'm not looking for sponsors to dictate to me how I need to say things and what I need to say for the socialist Bolsheviks states of woke to later jump on my sponsor and tell them, no, 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 no. Deplatform them immediately or else. No, folks, the objective is for you to gain knowledge, aptitude, skill, and through those things, you become a better, and you fill in the blank, person, officer, father, mother, sister, ever you are, based on what you've been listening us talk. That's our purpose. If God has some type of financing there for us in the future, hallelujah. And if you don't, hallelujah. If you're not a Christian, you wouldn't understand. But that's our position, and that's my position. And I'm glad we're also talking to some other co-hosts that are considering a weekly spot, making my job twice as hard. But again, I look forward to it. And as I look forward to today's episode with Kilo Sierra, CCW Defense Against a Mob. Man, not going to hold you up any longer. Let's bring him on. Well, he's back again. Our co-host, Kilo Sierra, today we're talking about carrying a concealed weapon or firearm and defense against a mob. 
Welcome, my friend. Hello, my friend. How are you today? I am blessed because you're here with us so you can explain some of the madness that we're witnessing all over television screens in America as mobs just do whatever they want and look at the the, the events that might occur. If I'm carrying a concealed weapon, what in the world should I do? Yes, it's a mess. It's a shame that, that this topic, unfortunately, is very relevant uh, right now. Where, where, where a couple of years ago, that was not really a huge issue. But but now, because of our political climate and, and what's going on, it's an unfortunate uh, topic that we have to talk about, but it's very, it's very realistic, and it could happen to any one of us. Yeah. Now, of course, you're a range instructor, a firearms instructor, and I'm sure you would tell your students uh, when you have a gun, you shouldn't really look or pick a fight. Oh, oh, absolutely. The, 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 the best deterrence is avoiding a problem. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the best deterrence. And it, because now the, the natures of, of riots and mobs, it, it's so different than it was back in the past where I would tell literally my students, look, I, I, me, I mean, I'm a, I'm a proponent of the Second Amendment, and I voice my opinions. I'll write to my representatives, but many times, it's because I don't know what's going to erupt. I don't really attend a lot of these demonstrations because I'm just concerned, and it's not even necessarily we're at fault per se, but it could be other individuals that are not necessarily Second Amendment activists that can start a problem, and now all of a sudden, a peaceful protest has become a riot. Correct. And you don't know if that's going to happen or not. I mean, you have your, of course, your First Amendment right to free speech. Yes. But I just tell individuals to carry a firearm. Just be very careful because you don't want, don't be, don't put yourself in a problem that's avoidable. Exactly. Exactly. If you can avoid it, avoid it. But let's come up with the other scenario. I remember sometime during the summer, I had gone to Walmart in the area I live in. I live out in the boondocks in Florida. Okay. And as I was in the Walmart, the loudspeaker, you know, the announcement came out to stay inside Walmart and to not exit. Really? And as Whoa. of course, I was curious of what was going on. I walked up to the exit door. The exit doors were closed and I could see police cars outside a group of protesters had shown up in the parking lot. Wow. Now, the situation really didn't uh, become anything. The police actually got them to go down the road, and and they kept on going to the next uh, chaos area. But uh, I was armed. So in that situation, we're going to talk to those type of individuals and what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so what happened? How long were the, I was just curious in your situation, how long we had, did you have to stay into Walmart in Walmart? Like, you know, I want to say, I want to say maybe 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not that bad. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. They were actually walking the protesters. Oh, okay. the, the biggest fear of law enforcement is they'd make a left and go inside Walmart. So they had it locked down. Of course. They had called Walmart way before. So, you know, the scenario was set up to keep them moving like, or, you know, hurting them like cows. Mm -hmm. And uh, they kept on going. But it could have 
turned into Walmart, and then you would have had that fiasco, you know? Of course. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. Oh, absolutely. It would have been terrible. Yeah. Terrible situation. So obviously we we are trained to avoid, but when the problem comes to you, now it becomes mm-hmm. that much more difficult because you need to know who is an ordinary citizen, who's a combatant, who's a protester, who's a rioter, and the law is not that specific, causing a oh. huge problem. Oh no! And, and but especially it's. Definitely the law isn't specific, uh, but the thing is, when it when you're not prepared for it, it's, it's it takes you off guard, and, and, and you need to, to react, and, and you have to have some type of um, some type of plan. Like some of the things you have to think about, you know, are, are, are if all of a sudden you know you're minding your own business, and 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 let's look, let's say let's say your situation. Uh, let's take your scenario, for example, and let's make it a bad scenario in which you had violent protesters coming in or you walked outside and there was a mob scene and, and that happens, which unfortunately is, is a realistic situation. Okay. Right. So a couple of things you got to think about. Are you in immediate danger? Um, is the, and is there an, a, an easy way out? Because you want to get out of there as soon as possible. Right. So if there, if you can find a, a, an easy way out of that situation, then you want to be, become incognito and try to leave the area um, as, as soon as possible. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yes. And yes. I've been in situations where they've gotten a little uncomfortable, not necessarily with me, but around me. And I'm mm-hmm. armed. But I don't make any indication I'm armed. I don't grab the gun. I don't make that gesture. Correct. That somebody else might look and say, why did he put his hand on his waist? And stuff like that. So that's part of, you know, remaining incognito. You know, just stay cool and relaxed. Right. Right. Exactly. On that same note, you know, try to become uh, like you're part of the crowd. Not rioting, obviously, but just walk through. And and without you know, because I I carry concealed. And nobody else knows that I'm carrying. So right. for, for that, and if that's being the case, it's you can try to mingle in with the crowd and just try to walk through and and, and make sure, see if you don't get in trouble or that someone doesn't assault you. But that's that's definitely a smart thing to do. Is, is maybe you want to uh, look like part of the crowd, but in, in, in the meantime, try to find a way out. And, and not acting aggressively, not grabbing your waist, and not just trying to be incognito as, as much as, as physically possible. Exactly. You you want to look for your escape route and so forth. Now, you know, of course, nobody wants to be in that situation with or without a gun. But with a gun, it's more dangerous. And to for the, for the audience member that doesn't really understand, imagine pulling out your gun and pointing at what you believe is the threat. Now you're forced to, do I shoot or I don't shoot? I don't know how many rounds you're going to have in your gun, but guess what? They're going to come at you. Of course they are. They In the heat of the moment, people aren't thinking rationally. You have no idea the type of uh, individual you're dealing with or how many individuals you're going to deal with. Uh, they're going to try to. They might try to overpower you because they figure, oh, they can't get all. He can't get all of us, or he or she can't get all of us. Right. So uh, we can try to rush him. Yeah, so that's why, you know, in my personal opinion, 
the only time I would actually take out a firearm in that situation is if I was being directly physically attacked by an individual. Correct. I'm, I'm being physically assaulted because I'm defending my life. But other than that, like even in certain states like New Jersey, for example, a, a warning shot's illegal. You cannot fire warning shots. I don't. I can't. I don't. I don't know what the laws in other states are, but I'm not. But that's a bad idea to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> boom. Yeah, boom. That's a very, very yeah. bad, bad plan. Very bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And and you're gonna open yourself to Pandora's box because now you, if let's say you shoot at an individual, you might miss, or and hit someone else that was not necessarily a threat because you don't know in the mix of that crowd who is and who isn't a threat either. Right. And that chaos. So it's that, that I, I'm a wholehearted advocate of only taking out the firearm only if you're being actually physically assaulted. Right. And know the threat, know the threat level and know your escape route. Exactly. Exactly. Just like you were carrying in a normal everyday fashion you need to be uh, situational awareness obviously in a situation like this it's it's you know it's it's very high right um know what the uh, escape route is and if you are being physically assaulted uh you only engage your threat know what your threat is know how to engage your threat but it's it's a last it's a just like under normal circumstances the firearm is a last resort exactly Exactly. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. It's because now you have other uh, individuals that are in the area and uh, you do not know who's an enemy and who's a friendly. Yeah, I mean, there's no way you're going to pull out your gun, shoot somebody that you believe is a threat, call 911, and then tell the, the, the rioters that are coming at you, hold on, I just dialed 911, they'll be here. Because yeah. the cops are not going in. Right, and, and not only that, right, A... The cops aren't going in, number one. Number two, let's say that situation happened and by sheer coincidence or unbeknownst to you, the cops already on, they're almost there and on their way and they see you with a firearm and you just shot somebody at that moment, at that moment in time, they're not sure if you are friendly or if you are defending your life or if you are an aggressor. So, so that could be another problem in that immediate situation. I mean, obviously, you can you have to justify your actions later, but in that immediate situation, you don't know what could trans transpire. If all of a sudden, can you imagine being a law enforcement officer? You, you rush into a riot with shields, and all of a sudden, see somebody shoot someone dead. You have no idea what happened. Right, right. No idea what happened. No idea why. You'll figure it out later, but you have the you know you might end up you might actually get shot too. So exactly. it, it, it's it's such a volatile situation. It's it's very important to, to, to realize that you know if you have to obviously sometimes you have no choice but that better be your last option yeah it should be it should be because uh, the survival rate in that is very poor mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you have threat levels at a 360 degree radius of you and it's almost impossible to escape you don't correct. know where another threat's going to come correct correct and um, and I know and I know in New Jersey, for example, like in most other states, uh, the parameters are you have to be in fear of either death or serious bodily injury. So you have to actually prove that in the court of law uh, that you were in fear of death because of you know, X, Y, and Z. 
uh, but it's such a volatile situation that it might be a law enforcement might, might, might take it out of context. They see you with a gun and just shot someone dead or shot somebody. And B, you can hit an individual that has nothing to do with a riot. Yeah. Or, or that's in there that was actually a friendly mixed in with these agitators. Exactly. That happens too. That happens too. It could be a friendly protest and you have a handful of agitators. And now the public blames everyone where that wasn't necessarily the case. Right. Right. So it's just, it's such a bad, it's, it's an, it's an, it's a nightmare. It's a sad dynamic. Yes. Yes, it is. We can take a look at the incident that happened at the Capitol. Some people that were there were, were bad actors. Okay. We got that. But some people just wandered in because I saw plenty of video with the cops telling people, come on in. Yes, I know. And people filming with their cameras. Now, you're going to commit a felony and you're going to record yourself? Right. So some right. people just wandered in thinking, I, I've been invited in here. You know, a bad move. Exactly. I wouldn't have done it. But. Of course. Of uh, course. They were fooled. Exactly. They were fooled. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, and and it's it's it, it's so complicated now with the with social media, and, and they'll take a, a video of an incident, uh, dribs and drabs, and and put it out of context. Yep, where mm-hmm. that wasn't what actually happened, not the, or, the, or that wasn't the what we call the totality of circumstances. That was just a snippet of one small section of, of the protest. It was violent, and the rest was actually peaceful. But that's not what the media will see uh, at all no. if they want to promote. The negative aspect of a pro, of a, of a peaceful protest. Right, so they'll that, create the narrative and they'll run with it. Right, the media. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Another exactly. aspect I want to come up with is being surrounded in your vehicle. You've made a wrong turn, left, right, whatever, and you go down a public street, and there they are. You, know, you can't back out. You can't go forward, and they've surrounded you. And they might not be threatening at. You, you know, of course, you want to take a low profile there also, but you might have a gun on your person, might be even in your vehicle. But I've come across recently uh, an article written by uh, Masad Ayub, which is a huge uh, firearms instructor in the industry with a lot He's of knowledge. Fantastic. He's fantastic, yes. And he, he said in today's vehicles, a lot of them have bra- brake sensors. So if a mob surrounds your car, these sensors tell the brakes, don't move. So you're hitting the gas, and the car might not go anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a huge problem, and that needs to be discussed in the narrative now of the threat level that the person has. Correct, correct, because now that's, an, that's, that's something that's – and that's what happens with, with – as time changes with technology – uh, things things change, like like for example, being bullied and being harassed uh, because of the change of technology. Now that that permeates into the, uh, the the social media aspect, where before that wasn't an issue, but now it's so common. Uh, you can be bullied, and, and it'll be a, a, it'll be a, a, a crime, even though it's by text or by social media. So right. so so technology changes law. So that's going to have to. You're absolutely right. Where it's going to have to reflect now with these uh, vehicles that have this braking technology, and you're stuck in a in a riot, which unfortunately nowadays is very plausible, and it happens. Now, what am I going to do? Am I going to be uh, surrounded by this? What if they start, what if they start breaking my windows? Correct. Am I going to be in fear of death, a serious bodily injury? That can it 
can I take my firearm? And that, I haven't heard of anything yet, but if that ever happens, that's going to be a test case. That is, yes. Uh, Mossad was referring to a case that had, that, uh, had occurred, mm-hmm. and as a result, uh, you know, this is was on his uh, microscope for a while now <laughs> because cars are more fancier nowadays with these sensors. Yes. And uh, so it is a possibility. Um, some people have the ability in their vehicles maybe to disengage that sensor and take off. But imagine in that situation, are you going to have the brain power to remember you got to disengage something? Uh, right, right. I- exactly. Exactly. And because I, I don't have a vehicle like that, so I'm not sure how long it'll take to disengage. But either way, you're absolutely, that's when it comes to with the fine versus gross motor skills comes into play, like the firearms training. Right. Where will disengaging that be, be even feasible? Like, are you going to have to turn off the car? See, I don't know. But, you, but that's a huge, yeah, absolutely correct in that it, it, it literally equates uh, like our normal firearms training, a fine motor skill versus a gross motor skill, where you're not going to remember a fine motor skill. And I, and I can almost guarantee that this disabling that feature in a vehicle can be, you know, parallel to a fine motor skill. Oh, yes. It's got to be part of the training regimen, no doubt. Yeah. Yes. I could see the range instructor telling you now, now disengage. Okay. Okay. Now engage the threat. It wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. You got to throw that into the training regimen. Sure. Scary. I, but that's how we that's how we adapt. Yeah. We have to adapt with technology because technology changes everything. Yeah. It changes our use of force policy, it changes our policy of harassment versus bullying, our cyber now we have cyber stalking, cyber bullying. That's a new, that's a relatively new term in the past 10 to 15 years. Correct. That is correct. You know, so it's this is these technological uh, issues are going to come up and and uh, like for another example, you know, privacy issues, drones. Yeah. In the future, drones are going to hash up a whole bunch of privacy issues. So these are things that need to be addressed, especially by trainers like you and I, that uh, we're going to have to broach these topics because it's going to eventually be case law. And, and you made a very good point now with case law. We have to, you know, no matter where you're at and you're listening to this podcast, you need to really be up on your state statutes where you live. I know the great governor of the state of Florida, Mike DeSantis, love that guy, recently uh, moved the bill in that uh, individuals that feel threatened by a mob in their vehicles can gun it, run over whoever the hell you're going to run over, and it's legit. Really? Yes. That's great. Wow. So, uh, I mean, you're not, like he said in his press conference, you're not expected to sit there like a sitting duck. That's wonderful. Now, that's a good governor. Now, a lot of people have criticized it by basically saying, oh, I can imagine the scenarios that are going to happen, blah, blah. But guess what? It hasn't happened yet. Right, right. Because <laughs> bad guys are not that stupid. Yeah, right. They're going to realize, oh, this person. Oh, you going down to Florida? No, no, don't do it in Florida, man. They'll run your ass over. In a heartbeat, yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting, yeah. But more and more, <laughs> but more and more states are going to have to, you know, step up and they, address some of these uh, use of force concerns because it's just, uh, it's 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 inevitable. You know, I I see the the governor of my great state, Mike DeSantis, 
And he recently now is pushing one to uh, beat up on Facebook too. With, and Twitter, you know, there's uh, taking people off platforms because they feel like it and and, oh, and giving them $100,000 fines a day, $100,000. And basically, he says you got to give 30-day notices and there has to be, you know, a privacy issue. All this of, like, let's say you're on your browser and you're looking for a new shaving cream. All of a sudden, you're on Facebook and there's a bunch of ads about shaving cream. Yep, happens to me every day. Yeah, yep. you know, and in the beginning, we, you know, we will all say, "How the hell? Do, how the hell does Facebook know I'm looking for shaving cream?" Now we know what they do. They, you know, they're spying on us all day. Well, yep. he wants to uh, make that illegal in the state of Florida. That is that's very proactive because yeah. um, it, it's something that they they they're using algorithms to to, to predict Correct. our behavior for the most part, and. Uh, However, it's it's become where it's a lucrative algorithm, and there's all all the companies are actually want to purchase those algorithms and patterns from different people for advertising purposes. Correct. So that's and, a great way to start by, by this at the state level. That's and great. and and it reminds me why so many people are moving to Florida and Texas and, and these states. Why? Because we've got proactive governors that are protecting its citizenship. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're taking care of their citizens and right. uh, that's, oh, sure. that's their duty not of to run course. amok, you know, uh, right, how, right. What, what is it? Uh, no hollow points for retired law enforcement officers. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yes, I know. I, I, I that's the laws that absolutely do not make any sense yeah. by individuals who know nothing about firearms. Yeah, and and just making it more difficult for the good guy and a lot easier for the bad guy. Of course, of course. You think the bad guy's going to worry about uh, buying hollow points? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, <laughs> he'll get whatever he can get in the next uh, burglary or robbery he does. That's it. And, yeah. and, oh, and, oh, magazine capacity. Oh, yeah, that's another one. Oh, yeah, no, it's that's 10. That. What do we do? Mine's got 17. Yeah, ooh. You, know, you know, the bad guy's going to go, I, we can't rob him. Look, I got a 17-round <laughs> magazine. What the? You know, that doesn't make any sense either. But the game is stacked against a good guy, and uh, yes, the cards is. are given to the bad guy to win, unfortunately. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, any it is. final take on this uh, mob issue? My personal opinion uh, is that my final take, if at all possible, Try to stay away from areas in which there, you know, the, the potential protests, if, if, if feasible. I had to work in an area. I don't want to say where. A couple of, was last year where there were literally the lootings and, and, and rioting occurred a couple of blocks away, and I stopped going there. So just do the best to be be yeah. aware of your situ- of your area. Situational awareness is key. And if you see something that's going to go down, get out. Yeah. If, you, if you can get out, because if you can avoid avoiding the problem is a lot easier than being immersed in the problem, if, if feasible. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I and I, I want to add, too, and then I used to train on this one issue um, when I would train the officers. I would always tell them, if you're off duty and you have the ability to dial 911 and call it in, do so. And, of, of course. course, it depends on the circumstances. Of course. But of you course, want to call it in. Right. 
Sure, sure, because maybe your role in that incident might be you're just a fantastic witness. Correct. Right. And and not only that, the, they're going to dispatch out to responding officers, off-duty officers called in. He's in the crowd. He's in the mob, you know. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. they're going to they're going to try to find you. Actually. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. That's why. That's why I said situational awareness is key. Yeah. But there's so many things. I mean, we can't really pinpoint it because we live in a crazy era. Yes. That uh, our training has never really focused on these issues. Right. Right. Well, and, and what's going to happen is I think later on it's going to. It, we're, it's, yeah. We're going to have to get pushed to that. Yeah. It's going to evolve. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, even the subject we talked about now about the breaks, the censors and yes. and all that, as as comical as we, we made it seem, it's true. It becomes an evolution in training now. Oh, sure. Sure. As technology changes, so does training. Yeah. It's inevitable. And, and it, it could be subtle. Like, who would have thought that that breaking, the automatic braking system um, was going to permeate into a, a use of force issue? Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought of it? Right? And nobody, nobody. Right. So these things happen. Yeah. And it's just a matter of embracing it. Hey, this is not going to go away. So we can't, you know, be ostriches and stick our heads in the sand. No. We have to address the problem because it's going to happen. As always, my friend, we are blessed with your presence, your wisdom, especially on gun knowledge. We are um, always, always looking forward to or what you bring to the microphone. And it's an, always an honor and an absolute pleasure to be on your show, sir. It's great. We will uh, soon do this again. Again, if you're listening for the first time, we do these little bits on guns every Monday on Raider Cop Podcast so you can pick up more knowledge on Kilo Sierra. My friend, have a great day, and I'm glad you are here with us. Thank you so much, and I'm so glad and honored to be with you guys, too. Another great interview with uh, Kilo Sierra. We touched on a lot of issues. Of course, the Monday morning quarterbacks will be at the ready with a list from here to China and, uh, well, let's just say Taiwan and all the things that we did not talk about. But these are not planned things. These are difficult times that we need to be thinking out of the box at all times so great episode every episode that you learn something is a great episode what's up next well as we're moving along the numbers are coming in episode 193 is up next admit nothing deny everything and make counter accusations What's it about? Well, if you're in law enforcement, it's about your internal affairs department. And if they investigate you, a couple of elements that you're going to need to know. Why? Because it's a dirty business. As always, it is my honor and pleasure to be your host on Radar Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing Continue to pray for your family, for your community, for the law enforcement agencies that serve you, and most importantly, for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike. 
and I'm out.